0: Good morning everyone. Hybrid uh, cars became popular initially because you do not have to fill them up up as often as regular cars. Although electric cars are now more popular, you still have to take time to charge them over and over and over again. The ultimate dream would be a car we never have to fill up or recharge. The Samaritan woman in today's gospel faces the same problem with water that we face with cars. She regularly had to go and fill up. However, Jesus told her, whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. The water that I shall give him will become in him a spring of water welling up unto eternal life. Initially, she is interested in Jesus' words for reasons that are actually not very spiritual. For her to end both her hard work and public shame, she wanted to get the kind of water that never runs out. It was very practical. She didn't want to go to the well at noonday every day or as often as she did, and she didn't want to be an outcast within society. She was also interested in this conversation because Jesus was speaking to her in a respectful manner, something she never experienced before. Jesus offers her things she needs and does not regularly experience because she was an outcast at at least three levels. First she was a Samaritan. The Samaritans were an offshoot of Judaism who only believed in the first five books of the Old Testament also known as the Pentateuch. They also refused to pray in Jerusalem because they felt the original and more authentic place to pray is Mount Gerizim. They were considered outcasts by the Jews and the two groups did not mix. They even considered themselves to be impure or unclean if they even came into contact with each other. Therefore, socially, The Samaritan woman was part of a rejected people, but that was not all. She was also an outcast because she was a woman at a time when the role, rights, and appreciation of women was not particularly valued. And third, she was an outcast among the women because of her multiple marriages and because of her reputation. The Samaritan woman came to the well at noon which in a hot country is the worst time of day to be walking around and to be working. She specifically went to the well at this hour because she knew that no one else would be there. So in a sense, she was going in hiding. If she had gone at any other time, she would have risked the negative comments and stares of the Jews because she was both a Samaritan and a woman. And in addition to that, She would have experienced the negative comments from the Samaritans themselves, even the women, because of her bad reputation among them. Therefore, she felt rejected by absolutely everyone. She felt completely alone and lived her life in that way as well. In a sense, this is like a Cinderella kind of story. She was hated by those whom she expected to hate her, and unfortunately also by her own community and family who should have loved and accepted her. When she goes to the well to get water, she is not expecting to see or talk to anyone. However, when Jesus sees her, he not only speaks with her, he also starts a very meaningful conversation with her. Jesus says, very simply, give me Drink. She is first surprised because a man is speaking with her. Second, because a Jewish man is speaking with her. And and third, because Jesus wanted her to give him water. This final point is particularly important because Jesus initiates a situation of hospitality with her. In essence, Jesus tells her. I honor you, and I accept to be your guest. As we know, hospitality in a Middle Eastern culture is a sign of great honor for those who are welcomed, but also for those who serve. How many times have you had this argument with your family or friends? Come to my house for dinner. No, no, come to my house for dinner. No, no, come to my house for dinner, and then I'll go to your house for dinner. This is not for control, it's for honor, that you want to extend honor and respect to those whom you love. Or perhaps, even worse, how many times have you been in an argument in a restaurant over who will pay? I'll pay, no, I'll pay, no, no, I'll pay, and then you'll pay next time. I've been to restaurants where after a wonderful meal among many families, a fight starts out. Who who is going to pay? At one restaurant, a waitress, looked at us in complete awe and shock and said, I have never seen anything like this in my entire life. This still happens today because hospitality, that is serving and being served, is an honor. Because of her situation, the Samaritan woman expects to be treated as an outcast. But because Jesus honors her by speaking with her and then goes on to honor her by asking for a drink from her hands the situation becomes really shocking to that time and also should be to us today. After it becomes clear to the Samaritan woman that Jesus is honoring her they begin a more spiritual conversation that leads to a discussion about the Messiah who is to come who was being expected by both the Jews and the Samaritans so at least they had that point of contact Jesus tells her clearly, I who am speaking with you am the Messiah, the Christ, the anointed one. Jesus spoke with her in a dignified manner and in a way that no one else ever did. So his claim or his reminder or his showing her that he is the Messiah had credibility. She then goes to her town and then she tells everyone that she found the Messiah that everyone has been waiting for. And because of her encounter, because Jesus raised her to that level of dignity, because he honored her, because he respected her, she became so convinced and she became so convincing to the other Samaritans for them to come and leave everything they were doing to meet Jesus. They were able to say, For we have heard for ourselves and we know that this is indeed the savior of the world. Imagine this very stark contrast that happens within a very few verses. No one even wanted to talk to her, whereas at the end of the gospel, after Jesus gives her the living water, everybody wants to follow her. A radical contrast that we see in today's gospel. Her encounter with Jesus transforms her personally. She rejoices because she meets the Messiah who gives her living water. Before she meets Jesus, she is shy. She is rejected and lives like an outcast. She also rejoices because after her encounter with Jesus, she boldly proclaims to her whole town of Samaritans the good news that she met the Messiah. When she accepts Christ as her living water, She goes from being rejected to being a self-confident and respected leader in fact in the gospels all four of them she in fact is the first to proclaim christ as the messiah the first to be an evangelist the first to be a true apostle that not only listens but also shares the blessings that she received prior to this encounter her source of shame is everyone around her after the encounter her source of joy is Christ, who becomes the living water in her. All of us search for happiness and satisfaction, unfortunately, in many passing things. Think of the things in your life that you focus on. Think of the things that you spend your time trying to achieve. And think of how long those things will last and how valuable they are. The gospel teaches us that we discover lasting joy when and only when we allow Christ to be our living water. Many people will tell us all that is wrong with us, perhaps, and it is so easy for us to walk around in shame because of what others do not like about us. However, we always need to sit, set that aside and focus on our greatest joy which is Christ who lives in us and because of our encounter with him continually gives us living water. If we search for admiration or acceptance from those around us we will always, without doubt, be be dissatisfied because no one other than ourselves can fully recognize and appreciate the gifts that God gives us. When we fill up our car the tank soon gets empty. The same is true if we look for love and acceptance from others. We might feel good for a while, but we will stu- soon get back to that empty spot. Today's gospel reminds us that everyone who drinks of the water of trying to impress others will one day be lonely and sad again. But whoever has the living water of Christ that brings joy, that brings peace, that brings self-confidence, and that brings a lasting and endurable faith will never thirst for the temporary things of life. Jesus is the source of our nourishment for all things. In fact, as you know, when you grow deeper in your faith, the the other things in life, also begin to have more meaning your relationships with each other your work even the flowers around you and even your suffering begins to gain a certain kind of godly meanings we grow in the beauty of our faith when daily we welcome christ as our living water and we commit ourselves to see him in those situations from then we will live an abundance of joy as we see christ's Streams of living water not only flowing in us, but flowing from us.